The most important thing was that I met a gospel uh, description, uh, the wording to the, uh, about the gospel, that maybe for the first time gave me the, the, the thought, okay, the gospel is doable. What, what Bonhoeffer wrote wasn't doable for me. Mm -hmm. The problem that he saw with the sort of forgiveness alone gospel yeah. was that it didn't leave any room for um, salvation to be about life now. What I learned from, from Dallas Willard was that this book is an invitation for a journey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sanctus Forum. I am Michael Stewart Robb and I'm sitting here with Bas van der Graaf. I'll introduce him in a moment, but this is Conspiracy Conversations where we talk about the Divine Conspiracy by Dallas Willard, um, or Chodzke Geheime Plan. It's my first attempt to speak Dutch on this program. Guess where I'm still learning. This is one of those longer conversations, so you may want to switch over to the audio-only podcast if you aren't already listening to that. And we are going to be talking about a section out of chapter two. Chapter two is called Gospels of Sin Management. And the first Gospel of Sin Management that Dallas Willard wants to talk to, he's going to call the Gospel on the Right. Baz is a pastor, preacher, Predikant, is that right? Yes, that's right. In the Protestant <coughs> Church of the Netherlands. He's been at a number of congregations uh, for about 15 years, was his longest call in Amsterdam, Jerusalem, Kerk, uh, if you're in the Netherlands. And now he is in Huizen, which interestingly enough is where he was born and raised, and he's back preaching in the church where he was confirmed that it's an interesting honor for uh, a pastor to sort of make that sort of loop. Not a lot of people do. He is also a coach and spiritual director, and he devotes about 30% of his time to that. If you're interested in that, um, whether after the conversation or right now, you can go to his website. It's bazfondergraaf.com. I'll put a description. I'll put that link in the show notes or the description and you can find him there. And he particularly helps people at the crossroads. So about 30 years old, 50 years old, you don't have to be exactly that age. Yeah. But that's where he's specialized in to help people work through, yeah, direction questions, identity questions, calling. He is also a Johnny Cash song singer. I've never heard it before, but um, maybe one day I will. He um, is somebody that I wanted to talk to about uh, Dallas Willard in this section. For one reason, because he um, wrote the foreword to the Dutch translation of 
the divine conspiracy. And I've, I've never held this in my hands. It's really interesting. They kept the original format that the English book also has, the, the text uh, that you can see, which is, makes it look very similar to this, this edition, if you, if you have it. Also, because he's a part of the Protestant church, um, the Protestant churches always have a sort of ongoing interest in what the reformers say, and the Protestant church here is a, well, it has Lutherans and Reformed mixed into it, but the majority are from the Reformed tradition, and they've always had, yeah, some interest in what Dallas will have, we'll call the gospel on the right. So thanks, Boz, for joining me. Um, it's an honor. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope that your voice holds up here a yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Boz has lost his voice a little bit. Um, he doesn't usually have this sort of dark no, no, voice no. that he has right now. But um, yeah, glad you're here. And uh, could you tell me a little bit, how did you come to write a forward for this book? And how did, you, how did you meet this book? What did you think of it when you first encountered it? Yeah. Well, in uh, 2006, I uh, started my ministry in Amsterdam. Okay. And um, I was looking for books that uh, could help me in my ministry there, urban mission, etc. And um, one of the books that was mentioned very often in the literature that I uh, came across was this book of Dallas Willard, and I didn't know it. Yeah. Um, but then I started reading it, and it was um, yeah, a meeting with a, with, with, with a friend or mm -hmm. something, and uh, something happened from the start when I started to, to read uh, this book. And uh, it, it's what I wrote in the, in the foreword, mm -hmm. that um, the most important thing was that I met a gospel uh, description, uh, the wording to the, uh, about the gospel, that maybe for the first time gave me the, the, the thought, okay, the gospel is doable. Hmm. It's not only about um, God doing things passively to you, yeah. uh, but um, it, it, it opened up a possibility of uh, hearing the words of Jesus and doing them, like he says in the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. And um, yeah, one way or another from my background, and. I think that's the topic of today. Yeah. Um, uh, I didn't uh, have enough uh, thoughts, practices, tools mm -hmm. uh, for that. So, uh, and, and the second thing was that um, he was so convincing to me that the, the gospel is a, uh, is a, is a wisdom uh, uh, not system, but uh, yeah, it's Jesus is really a master of wisdom. Yeah. Um, in between all these other wisdoms of the world and religions, etc. Yeah. And um, yeah, uh, discovering that he was a very intellectual mm. uh, professor, uh, working with uh, the mo one of the most difficult 
topics in philosophy about uh, uh, you know, what can we know and how can we know it. And, and hearing him say, yeah, Jesus is, is such a master in, in learning us a wisdom that, that fits for life, uh, for, yeah. for the here and now and for the future. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it was incredible for me. Yeah, yeah good. Um, yeah, I do want to talk um, or get into this question of what is the gospel yeah. on the right. Yeah. Um, but I've also noticed that our camera is on the same table that we're sitting on. And uh, when we move our hands on the okay. table, we're giving people the Star Trek Enterprise experience yes. of yeah. being hit by a meteor or something like that. So we can touch the table, but <laughs> maybe five. <laughs> well, that's where we're at. Um, for your help here, we are in my edition. I am on uh, page 42, um, the gospel on the right. I'll even look here in the Dutch version. Um, there it is, page 63, yes. if you're following along there. I'll give that to you. I think one of the things that we discovered when we read this together was that um, there's a bit of an Americanness to what Dallas Willard's writing here yeah. about the gospel on the right. Yeah. And, and also, um, you can tell he's writing from a different time because he gets into some theological fine points, which not only are perhaps not an issue anymore for mm -hmm. some people, but also I don't think a lot of ordinary Christians go that deep into what exactly is the gospel and yeah. when are you exactly a Christian? What, what's, what are the, the minimum things that you have to do in order to yeah. be saved, yeah. right? Um, so maybe we can talk about what he thinks in a second, but what in, in the Netherlands has characterized the gospel on the right, perhaps a little historically as well as today? Yeah. Um, in the tradition that I'm part of, the Calvinistic tradition, um, a lot of people were in, in this, on this road um, taking a lot of time to, um, to reach the point that they were certain of their salvation. Okay. So they spent a lot of time with, um, do I know my sins mm -hmm. deeply enough? Mm -hmm. um, and how can I be sure that um, my, uh, um, yeah, my, my repentance is deep enough mm -hmm. and, and authentic enough, etc. Yeah. So yeah. they were looking for marks about that. Right. And um, that Th this meant... Is, this is the Calvinist <clears throat> traditions often were concerned with making sure that you were among the elect. Yes. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. Because so that, that point was at the background too. Mm -hmm. yeah. But in the, in the more practical sense, people were, were working on that and, 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 and searching for that. Yeah. And that meant that also in sermons, um, a lot of time was, uh, was about that. A mm -hmm. uh, big part of the sermon was about that. Mm -hmm. um, and that meant that um, the, 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 um, the awareness, okay, there is a Christian life to live, hmm. was, 
was was less mm -hmm. uh, had less mm -hmm. tension. Right. So. Um, yeah, that's that's one to, of the to, things. To get a sense of what you're saying, uh, a lot of the focus was on leaving behind the fat, the past life, or at least yeah, yeah. recognizing, yeah. yeah, this is where I've gone wrong. Yeah, this is where my problems have been, and then coming to true repentance yes. about the, yeah. those things. And then knowing that uh, your your sins are forgiven, and yeah. that uh, you are ready to meet God in 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 uh, yeah when you die or okay. or. or on the big day, yeah. uh, but at the same time, and maybe that that is an issue that that he is um, giving focus to. Um, um, as a result of that, the Christian life was very often uh, legalistic, mm -hmm. because um, yeah, people took a lot of time to um, to reach that point of knowing I am a Christian, right. But after that, they didn't know how can I live from grace, yeah. and um, yeah. yeah, let my life be regenerated, and um, yeah, how can I exercise grace in daily life? Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, there was a there was a kind of a gap, I think, between the moment that you were sure, yeah. uh, yes, I am, I am saved, I can meet my Maker, mm -hmm. and. Um, and and then yeah, there was this longer perspective. Okay, that my future is there, but yeah. So so the idea and that that was mind blowing for me <clears throat> that Jesus really is a teacher of practical wisdom, hmm. not only of um, uh, the, the the Sophia uh, the, the 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 big ideas or something, yeah. but. Um, yeah, what the Greeks call the phronesis, the the, the practical mm -hmm. wisdom for the day-to-day -day life. He, he was really one of the first that that really brought that to me. Yeah. Um, Bonhoeffer did did something in 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 Nachfolge, right. the following Christ. Right. But um, so when I read that book, it was so radical and so. Mm -hmm. um, uh, or, or, and, yeah. and that it yeah. uh, kind of uh, disencouraged me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, so what, what Bonhoeffer wrote wasn't doable for me. Mm -hmm. And then I met this and, and yeah, he, I don't know how he did it, but that was very, very helpful for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it helps that Dallas Willard didn't write this book under the threat of Nazism. No, no. Yeah, <laughs> and so yeah. he had a little bit more time yes. to develop it in pastoral situations and in the churches he was working yes. with. And yeah. earlier versions to sort of say, oh, that was a little too hard for the people I was listening, yeah. that I was speaking to, and to, yeah, have that kind of sensibility to the point when this finally is published, he's, he's seen it happen in people's lives. And I think Bonhoeffer didn't quite have that. No, that's true. That opportunity. Yeah. 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 Well, what you described there uh, um, of the church's focus on being sure of your salvation mm -hmm. and um, repenting of past sins would would a younger generation of Dutch Christians recognize that as their experience of the gospel or the gospel on the right ministry to them? 
or have things changed? Things have changed, I think. Uh, of course, there are still parts of the church, the more conservative mm -hmm. Bible Belt, Dutch okay. Bible Belt parts, where this is still going on. Okay. But um, <clears throat> um, a part of the younger generation is uh, thinking, believing more in a, in a more evangelical, charismatic, evangelical okay. sense. So there is a new mix, uh, okay. mix coming. But can, still, can you put a little bit more description on what evangelical charismatic would mean in that um, context? Well, it's it starts, of course, with liturgy. So uh, okay. in in our churches, like in many churches, there is a blended worship now, and okay. and and through this development, um, through the songs and uh, and the spirituality of the songs, a new. Uh, spirituality, a new feeling okay. is, 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 has come into the come into the church. But uh, if that means that uh, the, the younger generation knows better how to to do it mm -hmm. and um, uh, how to yeah, sort of canalize this uh, it, it, this feeling uh, mm -hmm. that that comes with with the songs and. Mm -hmm. uh, so they experience the Holy Spirit, yeah. uh, and, um, uh, and and they experience the presence of God. If mm -hmm. if I ask to, um, I, I have one-on-one -on -one talks with young people around twenty years here in my congregation, and I ask them, what is the most beautiful aspect of believing for you? Mm. And uh, none of them said that my sins are forgiven. Mm. Uh, but almost all said something like that God is always there for me hmm. and that um, that I experience him in my life as my companion yeah I can always talk to him I can hmm. give my joy and my sorrows to him yeah um, but that's that's different but it's they um, they believe in a very experiential way I think yeah and um, when I try to uh, bring it a little bit further, okay, how does this experience change uh, changes your life? Um, there is still this hesitation that they don't know how to do it, yeah. and um, that they still have uh, some tendency to um, to to experience and believe in one way. But mm -hmm. in terms of practicalities, they are again a little bit legalistic. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's fair. It's it remains difficult for a lot of young people to yeah to find that balance that uh, that you can do things in mm -hmm. in 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 faith um, that are really rooted in and give space to God's grace. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you recognize that? To a degree, I recognize it. It depends a little bit on the church yeah. that you're in. Yeah. But it is interesting that you say that they don't say the central, the the important thing for me is that my sins are forgiven. No. No. Because to some degree, in the churches that I grew up in, and probably more so in your teenage and young adult years, that was really drilled into us by yeah. the people that were teaching yeah. us. Yeah. 
that yeah. this is really the most important thing yes. about being with Jesus is yeah. our sins are forgiven. True. And, and I suppose if you're reading this and that doesn't sound like what he's talk, what Dallas Willard is talking about doesn't sound like your church experience, mm-hmm. um, it's worth remembering that that was for Dallas Willard and for the people he was talking about a very yeah. serious part of what it meant to be a Christian. Yes. And therefore when he comes and he says, well, Forgiveness is important, but it's not the central thing. Yeah. yeah, that was that was a difficult thing for people to hear. Yeah, when he first yeah. was saying that. Um, to take that a little bit further, the 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 problem that he saw with the sort of forgiveness alone gospel. Yeah was that it didn't leave any room for um, salvation to be about life now. Yeah. It was mainly um, a salvation from the consequences of our sin, particularly going to hell after you died. Yes. Yeah. Which I think in an older context was rather real that what expectation was we're all going to die and then something's going to happen to us yeah uh it's not as vivid perhaps in people's minds now that no hell is far away hell is far away yeah it's it's too complicated for people yeah knowing all those people uh that don't believe etc it's it's yeah it's really it's really an issue now yeah. But um, also the here and now thing is is uh, is still difficult to to grasp for people. Yeah. Uh, so also the younger generation still has this tendency to uh, to jump to a kind of a, a yeah a heaven faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, um, we. I think there has been a development in, in, in Holland the past 20 years or so to be uh, to give more and more focus on the here and now mm-hmm. part of the of faith and also theologians as Tom Wright etc yeah. uh, contribute to contributed to that mm-hmm. um, but uh, still um, that the, the, the kingdom of God is among us and mm-hmm. in us, mm-hmm. um, and that uh, yeah, what 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 is one of the main themes of, of Dallas Willard that it that it's like a virtual reality, that being uh, in the here and now, God working mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. sometimes in a hidden way, but yeah. Yeah, in the here and now to to change things, to yeah. to work on transformation of our hearts and yeah. That's still difficult to, uh, to to understand and to grasp for people. Yeah, yeah. and also the idea that that uh, Christian faith is not about going to heaven, but mm-hmm. uh, ultimately live on a renewed, restored uh, creation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those are paradigm shifts that are still a little bit too big for uh, for yeah. for even younger people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, you do see you do see a large, a, a bit of a shift happening there, but yeah, just to get back to a little bit of the older model, which you'll you'll see him talking about here. Yeah. With he talks about two people that are probably irrelevant to most of us here in Europe. He talks about. John MacArthur, although you do see John MacArthur books around, mm -hmm. and Charles Ryrie, who you don't see in Europe at all. No. Um, but both of them are very concerned about eternal destiny, heaven, yeah. where you go after you die, yeah. and that being the big, the big prize when you are saved is yeah. you go to heaven. Yeah. And who wouldn't want to go to heaven? You've done a lot of talking with people outside of the church and have tried to find ways of sharing what's happening with Jesus with people outside the church. Yeah, yeah. And that was a big part of your work in, <clears throat> in Amsterdam and will be and a it, part it of, your work, here. Yeah. of yeah. your work here. Older people um, generally use this offer of heaven yes. to sort of say, you know, would you like to know how to go to heaven? Yeah, yeah. My guess, I think I know the answer to this question, but is that likely to excite a lot of people in Amsterdam or around in Huizen? No, not that I know. No, no. they're not really concerned about heaven. No, no my, my best entrance into the secular world of, of younger people uh, and, and that's really what I learned from, uh, from Dallas Willard, mm -hmm. was um, Jesus as a wisdom teacher uh -huh. um, for the life here and now. Yeah. Of course, a life with a perspective of etern eternity. Mm -hmm. right? So there's no discrepancy between that. But um, yeah, starting with that, okay, let's uh, hear something about the wisdom of Jesus, mm -hmm. uh, one sentence at a time, mm -hmm. and, um, and try to explore together what could be the relevancy for, for this, uh, yeah. this life, for your life. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is what, what people are looking for, younger mm -hmm. people are looking for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, while discussing that and, and exploring that, uh, the, the, the question of eternity always comes at the table, but hmm. uh, the starting point and, 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 and the point where, yeah, where people can f step in and fit in is, is more the, the here and the now. It, it was so, um, yeah, and, and still I can feel what happened when I read it uh, for the first time. Um, yeah, this this practical, as I said, this practical wisdom, with an et uh, with a sense of eternity, and it, mm -hmm. it, it's all in there. Mm -hmm. But the starting point was so so different. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, of course, then topics as forgiveness, not not uh, the forgiving of your sins, also, but more. Okay, how can I forgive? my my neighbor and um, mm -hmm. how can I live a, a life of forgiveness and, and mm -hmm. what does that mean in, 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 in our time? Mm -hmm. uh, how can I find my purpose in life? Mm -hmm. 
where are my gold to uh, yeah. those those things right <coughs> and what what practical tools are there to uh, to leave things behind and and devote to to a new way of thinking and mm. uh, experiencing how how can my heart be changed uh, a lot of young people <coughs> are in mindfulness and, and in yoga and in all like but what they are looking for is 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 a practice that can change their hearts that's yeah. that's what i really believe yeah and yeah. Uh, yeah there is so much in the gospel for that yeah now thinking about people who are looking for transformation of their lives they yeah. want something different <clears throat> you probably don't use the word sin as the problem no but when they go to Dutch churches or maybe more generally European churches which are more on the theological right mm -hmm. will they find that they are ready to help them with that or will they find something different um, a lot of times uh, I hear people say um, this talking about sins is too abstract for me mm -hmm. so um, yeah from the pulpit they hear things like your sins the sin mm -hmm. uh, and <clears throat> if there are examples given they are too much uh, kind of in crowd language or or okay. experience uh, well for for younger people um, yeah what is sin about it their experience is not at first that it is on uh, on the level of uh, relationships or something mm -hmm. uh, sexual relationships mm -hmm. um, but it's they have a feeling of uh, I fail being a good person to mm -hmm. or I fail in uh, keeping my standards high I, I have so much I yeah ideals in this world yeah. and I see yeah. so much that needs to be done but when I try to yeah to to bring them into practice I fail and then that's that's sort of this this uh, feeling of vulnerability hmm. that is what people recognize yeah. well um, uh, trying to dig down a little bit when when the when it comes to the point that a preacher or an evangelist or a friend or whoever it is wants to say, okay, here's, you're, you're not a Christian, mm -hmm. here's, here's what you do, here's how you become a Christian, here's what you need to, to yeah. think, what usually is communicated at that point? Um, yeah, that, 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 that's another thing. Uh, very often it is a uh, a or or decision. Okay. Uh, so, uh, okay, we we uh, we work on your awareness of you're a sinful man mm -hmm. or, or woman, and then there will be a moment that you uh, yeah, you change your life and, okay. and, and you repent. And but it, it's it's very focused on on the big moments. Uh -huh. What I what I learned from from Dallas Willard was that this book is an invitation for a journey yeah <clears throat> and um, 
it's an invitation to to just step in to this world of thoughts not with your questions um, at the forefront or your needs but um, let's let's walk with him yeah and uh, let's let's listen to him and then we hear him in in, in the Sermon of the Mount yeah uh, <clears throat> talk about uh, forgiveness about prayer about hypocrisy about all these very practical yeah. things and that was really really um, yeah mind-blowing for me too mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that it it's about a process it's about a journey right it's, it's not about uh, this one particular moment of conversion yeah but it's yeah, this journey um, stepping into this world of wisdom this world of the kingdom mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and along the way discover more and more what the grace and the love and and the beauty and uh, and the, the 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 power of all this is mm -hmm. and uh, yeah yeah that's um that's a good word there what you said about the the moments of or the events because it it used to be very important and still is for some groups working with people to identify when that moment yeah. of conversion yeah. was and and this little debate that Dallas Willard wants to talk about between John MacArthur and Charles Ryrie is a debate about what needs to be there at that moment yes. in order yeah. for it to work yeah right and John MacArthur thinks you need to believe that Jesus is requiring obedience of you and Charles Ryrie says no that's not important at all all you need to do is believe that he's um, paying for your sins uh, yeah. and that you're forgiven yeah yeah and there was a before that and an after and there's that. a before that and there's an after that yeah um, and what gets left out is really <laughs> the rest of your life until you die yeah. and yeah. Yeah. you go to heaven yeah. yeah and even i was reading this here again this is i know this is a little difficult now to imagine <laughs> but um charles ryrie on the one side was saying that the issue is not the years of our life on the earth. This is for me on page 46. Yeah. And non-salvation issues belong to cre uh, Christian living. Yeah. He wants everything to be about after you die. Whoa. <laughs> and, and part of the reason for that is Charles Ryrie is working on an old... Um, reformational idea of um, we are saved uh, through justification yeah. by faith yeah and and it was very important for Martin Luther at the time to yeah. just put out of his mind all intents to well certainly to earn yeah things for his salvation yeah. but also to just work and 
be active in the Christian life. Yeah. Now he had, Martin Luther that is, had a way of working that in afterwards as a sort of consequence of really believing yeah. that um, Christ was who he said he was and he had died for Martin Luther in particular. Um, but, and that's what Charles Ryrie is trying to pick up on is this sort of like, just, just relax. Like yeah. it's God's yeah. taking care of your yeah. sins and your salvation. You don't have to do anything yeah. in order to yeah. receive that. Yeah. But of course, um, because of the fear of doing things, mm -hmm. uh, uh, by which you earn your eternal yeah. destiny. Yeah. Um, they lost sight to what Dallas Willard uh, puts at the table. Uh, but we have to do things, not to earn something, yeah. uh, but to, to, um, yeah, to, uh, to live this life of grace. Yeah. And um, so it's, it's, it's very subtle, I think. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, and that's the, kind of the pendulum movement of, of, of the whole church history yeah. on this part that uh, yeah, when there was, were times of moralism mm -hmm. that are there in America in the yeah. own, their own version, in the yeah. times of Martin Luther in the yeah. version of that. Um, yeah, then there was this, this attempt to focus very radically on justification and grace alone. Mm -hmm. But uh, the, 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 the bad fruit was very often that uh, there was no, no attention anymore to that, that, that uh, what Jesus says is, is also about doing and, and, and fo yeah, following in your concrete life. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the Sermon on the Mount is about uh, doing God's will, yeah. but not in a, in a way to earn things, but because, yeah. You are given grace, and, and mm -hmm. you are part of this new kingdom and this this whole life of abundance, mm -hmm. of uh, of love, and uh, where you, where you can yeah live from yeah yeah. And it's just the smart way to live is yeah. what Dallas Willard yeah, wants is. to say. This yeah. is um, Christian living. Christian ethics are the intelligent way to live. Yeah, yeah, it's the good life. And that was, that's a good part of the burden of this book is yeah. to present Jesus as somebody who actually has real wisdom you can count on yeah. for yeah. life here. Yeah. I found that so interesting when we had an earlier conversation mm -hmm. that you, you mentioned that, uh, that, that um, Dallas Willard had studied all kinds of ethical systems, mm -hmm. all the, the big ethical thinkers mm -hmm. uh, he had studied yeah. and that in the end after all that his conclusion is uh, what do we need more than this yeah. ethical life giving wisdom of Jesus yeah yeah and um, yeah I find it so fascinating yeah. that, uh, to, at first when I read sentences like that uh, he, he, he can say things as um, Jesus is, is the, the best philosopher or, or something like that mm -hmm. or the, uh, and, and his wisdom can compete with all kinds of wisdom in, the, in this world and at first I thought, hmm, 
How <laughs> isn't that isn't that very superficial to say? But for yeah. him, it wasn't because he he knew what he was talking about. He, he had right. studied it all. Right. Right. And uh, and and still he came back to is is the, is the English word simplicity, the kind of the deep deep simplicity of what what the words of Jesus are. It's it's yeah. it's simple and profound wisdom. Right. A Simple child from. can understand it. Yeah, and that's also the profundity of it to present something yeah. so yeah. Yeah. clear that you don't yeah. need a PhD no. to no. figure it out. No. No. And unfortunately, some of our ethical teaching now, you do need a PhD yeah. to figure out. Yeah, and also, uh, maybe a little sidestep, but it's, it's also, uh, it touches on this. Um, I never read <clears throat> the, the Gnostic uh, scriptures of the uh, of the times of the New Testament, mm. but I'm reading them now. Okay. So the Nag Hammadi uh, scriptures they found in in the desert in, in the in the 40s of the, uh, the last century, um, and of course a lot of people now are saying they are in in those. Uh, uh, the teachings is is a wisdom that the church abandoned and and tried to put away and it's it's a sin because it's uh, it's so deep and it's so rich and it's it's better than uh, the, the canonical mm -hmm. uh, version of the, of the gospel. Mm -hmm. But my main conclusion when I I, I try to read all these these uh, these texts. Uh, as, as open as I can, but is that uh, they are so complicated. Hmm. And so, if, if that would have been mainline Christianity, yeah. there wouldn't have been uh, Christianity at all. Yeah. And, and, and that is what Dallas Willard makes so very clear that yeah, the gospel is profound mm -hmm. and at the same time very lucid and, yeah. and clear, and yeah, a child can understand it. Yeah. 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 There is a, uh, a verse even from Paul um, in one of his letters warning against higher thought. Yes. Yeah. I don't remember the, the exact verse. Uh, I think it's in the Corinthians. Uh, I think it is yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting, higher thought, this idea of having m more subtle, sophisticated thinking, which yeah. explains life and contrasts itself with what those peasants can understand yeah, that the yeah. normal people and we've we've moved up um, has been around for a long time. It yeah. wasn't just Enlightenment thinkers or our um, PhD people today that have tried to remove themselves from yeah, sort of yeah. The, the crowd and say we we figured something out. Yeah, that you can't and, quite and, understand and exactly that. Just this morning, I saw a little part of a video from Dallas Willard, mm -hmm. and there he was in a in an auditorium with with students about twenty years old, and yep. um, and what you see is a professor mm -hmm. with a tie, with a suit and a tie, sure. and uh, but he is so um, embodying this Christ-like. Uh, attitude to wisdom. Yeah. So he really steps down from 
all the high yeah. towers, et cetera, yeah. of, of, yeah. of uh, the academy, et cetera. Right. And he comes close to young people and right. just explains right. them and, and let it make, making it feel, okay, this is this wisdom about Right, right. Yeah. And right. I think that's a really interesting personal detail about Dallas Willard that I've always appreciated. Yeah. Um, one thing you may not recognize as somebody who has a PhD and writes books that are about that thick is that he worked with students for a living. So yeah. 18 to 25 years old. Yeah. And those were the sorts of people that he saw every day. Yes. He had colleagues and he had friends, yeah. but students were his main yeah. audience. Yeah. Um, now, he, they're, they're university students, so they, they're doing homework and they're reading books and they're supposedly trying to become thinkers and yeah. intelligent, yeah. knowledgeable people. Uh, but he, he made his life about trying to step down and help those people. And so, for example, he taught an introduction to philosophy class all through his life. So even when he's a senior professor at the university, he can choose and pick whatever course he wants yeah. to pick. Nobody will stop him. He would choose to pick yeah. those intro to philosophy classes to just meet those first year students who, yeah. were, who were there. And he just continually tried to do that as best as he can for those students. Yeah. So yeah. usually professors, they, they get kind of into a rut about yeah. what they're teaching. It just makes their life easier. They don't always have to <laughs> do the same, yeah. uh, to do something new every time. Um, but he continually tried to find ways to engage young people. And for example, he would you know, ask questions like, how many of you would like to be known as a feeler? You know, somebody who can really feel. Yeah. And a lot of the hands, most of the people wanted to be somebody who really felt. And then he would say, how many of you would like to be known as a thinker? Yeah. Significantly less oh, yeah. hands went yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Now may maybe, I think in Europe, there's a little bit more interest in, in being an intellectual and perhaps you'd find a few more hands Maybe, they go up. Yeah, America but, is usually very pragmatic and, yeah, right. you know, get the job done. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, feel, really be in the moment. Um, but his job, he felt, was to help people think about yeah. things yeah. and to help them become, become thinkers. He thought that there was a real important place in human life to, yeah. to yeah. thinking. Yeah. All right. Back onto our topic a little bit, the gospel yeah. on the right. Um, I am thinking about some of these important issues which the, the, the theologians that he's dealing with as well as many of the church people that identify with a gospel of forgiveness of sins through um, acceptance of Jesus's death on the cross. Um, they're, they are interested in, I mean, forgiveness of sins is an important thing. Yeah. We're not gonna of course, yeah. Dump, yeah, no, dump that. No. And, and 
where you go after you die, what happens to you. Also, very important. Too. We're not going to yeah. drop. We're not going to drop that. No. And obedience, which is what this one person, uh, John MacArthur's, interested in. Yeah. Um, also, not something we're going to drop. No. Discipleship, no. growth. Dallas Willard has a. So this is a little subtle here, and I want to just draw our attention to it yeah. and then talk about it a little bit in the Dutch context, European context. Yeah. Um, he thinks, I'll just, I'll just name it and then we'll go from there. He thinks that the focus should be on, here I'll read from the very first part of our section in The Atonement is the Whole Story. He says, being let off the divine hook replaces possession of a divine life, in quotes, from above. And then he talks about the new birth. Mm -hmm. So I, born again used to be a very popular phrase in America. It's yeah. probably dropped, a, dropped off a little bit. Did you have a Dutch phrase? Wedergeboorte. Yeah, was that as? It's, it's being born again. Yeah. yeah, being born again. I mean, it's biblical, so there's yeah. every language has that phrase now. Yeah. Even Jimmy, Jimmy Carter, one of our presidents, yeah. Um, yeah. had said that yeah. he was born again. Yeah. But here, the new birth, and he says very little is understood about it in practical terms. Yes. What does true. it mean for a person who's yeah. not born to now be born yeah. from above? And then I'll jump ahead here to... This is a section here called, but is that the issue for me on page 46, 47? He's set up this idea of his, the other folks being focused entirely on getting into heaven after you die. And he says, but we get a totally different picture of salvation, faith and forgiveness if we, if we regard having life from the kingdom of the heavens now yeah. as the target. And then he says, all these other things then become natural parts of, yes. of that. Yeah. He gives the example of Abraham, yeah. and Abraham has no knowledge of Jesus' death on the cross. No. Um, he's, when God talked with Abraham, it's mainly... Trust. It's trust. Would you like to have a relationship with yeah. me? And Abraham says... Would you go says, on a journey with me? Okay. Yeah. I yeah. do. Yeah. And that is the basis for God to say, okay, I don't see why we should hold Abraham's sins against him. No. no. Right? And you have this um, very familiar phrase in, in the Bible of Abraham being um, his, his uh, how, how does it put in, was reckoned to him, his faith was reckoned to him yeah. as righteousness. Yeah. Yeah. An old language reckoned to him, but. Yeah. Um, the big word, if you go to theology class, the yes. word to use is regeneration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do we see that being taught here? Regeneration, life from above. Dallas has about 20 ways of saying it yeah yeah <laughs> throughout this book 
it's worth worth keeping an eye out for because he's he'll say it in, again and again, just use, using different yeah. biblical language and some of his own language. But yeah. what? Um, my impression is that a lot of people still expect uh, this one moment of okay. a rebirth. We we never use in Holland um, the term "born again Christian." That is yeah. uh, certainly not in in more societal uh, in, in in America. It's uh, uh, it's a term that you use for a, a certain kind of Christian, but yeah. it's it's that's it's not how it works here. But this um, idea of there is one moment that your life starts anew. Mm -hmm. That is still somewhere there in the heads and mm -hmm. in the minds of uh, of people. At the same time, um, this whole idea of um, renewal of 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 your life mm -hmm. um, is has become stronger and stronger. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes people, uh, very often maybe, uh, still. Uh, try to do that in a kind of a legalistic way. I have okay. to change my life. I have to do this. Mm -hmm. I have to. Do that. I've had to do to stop with that. Um, and um, but there is a longing for for this deep uh, deep changes in in our lives. So the whole um, paradigm of uh, where is your identity rooted in, mm -hmm. and um, can you put away the idols of your life, mm -hmm. for example? That that is a paradigm that is very fruitful in in our country. In yeah. terms of that, what 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 are you addicted to, yeah. and and what false idols are there? Mm -hmm. That uh, uh, so in terms of that, there is a lot going on. Okay. But it's not very systematic, I think. Yeah. And uh, so, um, and 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 I have the impression, talking to the young younger generation, that uh, they are less focused on this one moment. Mm -hmm. <coughs> they are just stepping in into this paradigm of, okay, my life needs to be changed mm -hmm. from the inside mm -hmm. out. Um, but yeah, then they are looking for the, the practical ways to keep that in a mm -hmm. to do that in a graceful manner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I really love that word, word regeneration that he uses. Yeah, uh, not as a word that uh, has the significance of this one moment, but mm -hmm. again the process, the, the journey that we can mm -hmm. make and. The patience that God has to to take His time, yeah, uh, to to yeah, that that yeah, yeah. So it's an it's an important word, I think. Yeah, and that that's what I find so great about what He is teaching about spiritual disciplines, mm -hmm. because um, of course the, the spiritual disciplines are meant to uh, to provide um, practical tools. For the regeneration of the heart, mm -hmm. the renovation of the heart, yeah. and uh, and of our lives, um, and as I said earlier, um, I really discovered with him how these spiritual disciplines and this this practice of doing that 
can can help to to do things and at the same time um, yeah, live totally from from grace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the way he explains that and mm -hmm. um, yeah, stimulates to, to really practice in that is, yeah. is very, very, very helpful. Yeah. Living, living from grace is another way that he would describe regeneration. Yes. So moving yeah. from yeah. not living from grace to no. No. living from grace yeah. is, and by grace he means, and he thinks this is the biblical meaning of it, is not more forgiveness, no, but no. grace is God's action in our lives, yes. which is gracious and yeah. undeserved yeah. and not something that we're earning from him. Yeah. It's just given to us. It's a renewing force. A renewing yeah. force. Yeah. And you can, and then that's still a, a challenge throughout our life to yeah. live more and more yeah. from grace. It's not just something that you just turn on like the electricity in your house no. and then no. you have it. No. It's something that you want to increase. Yeah, in and, and of course that, that was one. Um, sometimes sermons are so uh, difficult <laughs> because I heard sermons in my younger years that gave me the impression, okay, it goes like this. There is a long period in your life that you discover how sinful you are. Mm -hmm. Then there will be this one moment that you know for certain, yeah. um, God's grace is also for me. And, so, and that moment is, is, a, is a moment of, uh, of pardoning. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so fun, okay, your sins are right. forgiven. Um, and, and then the, the, the picture was, and after that, uh, you don't have to do anything because right. the, spirits, the spirit takes over them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he is going to work mm -hmm. and he is going to do this, uh, this uh, work of regeneration in mm -hmm. your life. Yeah. And then, but where am I? I thought. Uh, yeah. So they, didn't, they really didn't teach me enough to to uh, to work together in a healthy yeah. way yeah. with 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 the spirit of God, and uh, yeah, I think that is what he is trying to do to to do both things at the same time. Yeah. Do you yeah. agree with that? I do, yeah. and I think if you are satisfied with the theology of the spirit does it all. Yeah. Um, then look at the lives of people for whom yeah. are, are living that way, who yeah. aren't active in their um, journey yeah. and are just saying, okay, Holy Spirit will do it for me. Yeah. Usually doesn't turn out very well. Uh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. And you reminded me of this statement, which everybody who's listened to Dallas Willard um, or read a little bit will know that grace is not opposed to effort, it's opposed to earning. Yeah, yeah, and that's a brilliant one, yeah. That was very difficult for people yeah. um, a few decades back to, to think that they might, if they were acting maybe 
yeah. praying too much, they might God might think that they were earning, and then they yeah. wouldn't. And they would be saved yeah. <laughs> because they're trying to earn it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and this one word that I started with it, um, that the, the, the gospel is doable. Mm -hmm. It's literally his word. It, it was such a revelation for me yeah. because there is so much in this one word. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it has to, um, it, 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 it is about doing things, mm -hmm. but also uh, about to be able to do things, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, I think that word it, it comes all it all comes together. Yeah, this this this, uh, uh, this balance that he found. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, maybe to bring it down a little bit more to the street level, do yes. you do you have to deal with these sorts of things when you're in a coaching situation or spiritual direction? Situation? Do you deal with spiritual disciplines, um, or just even counseling in your church, talking to people? Yeah. Do you raise these issues with people? Yeah, I uh, I really do. I really do. And um, so, for example, um, there is a lot of coaching practice, uh, which is very practical. So you go to a coach and uh, you detect a kind of issue in your life. And what you get is a is a kind of a toolbox mm -hmm. to, well, try this, try that, try that. Mm -hmm. uh, so in terms of work or or also personal life skills. Um, but um, yeah, what 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 I learned um, from uh, from my education is that uh, that coaching can be uh, very fruitful in this field of uh, thinking and believing mm -hmm. because when you focus on the deeper layers of mm -hmm. um, identity and calling uh, and mission and convictions and so so the things that are beneath the water line mm -hmm. <coughs> uh, then uh, yeah from there on you can uh, in, in a very fruitful way, help people to to make steps. Um, so I, I yeah, it, it's it's hard to, but I, I I use it in 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 my coaching practice and spiritual direction practice uh, practice all the time. Also with non-believers or not yet believers. Okay. Um, because when I meet them, uh, what I see very often is that they they step in with a kind of moralistic mm -hmm. framework one was a secular moralistic framework how can I be a better person or okay. live my life better and and then bring to bring them into yeah this field of of, of grace mm -hmm. where where you can start with uh, okay uh, you you can feel accepted and uh, your identity is rooted in Christ, etc. It, it can yeah. be a revelation for people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I I feel that he is doing something like that. Mm -hmm. This this book, this his books are forms of spiritual direction and yeah. and coaching and uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you, Baz, for doing this and uh, for. All of you, um, 
If you're interested in um, finding a coach or a spiritual director, um, especially if you need somebody who speaks uh, Dutch language, um, Bas van der Graaf could be uh, an excellent um, resource for you. You can find his, his website. But thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for the invitation. It was uh, an honor and a pleasure. You got it. And uh, it helped me again to, yeah, to return to, to the richness of his uh, thinking and uh, writing. And, yeah. So thank you for inviting me. Yeah. Well, um, that's it for us here. Thank you for all of, to all of you who have gotten to the end of this. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast or to the video channel uh, so you can see more of what we put out. There's always more on Dallas Willard, but there'll be um, other things as well, just all in the area of books and everyday spirituality. And even better than subscribing, if you go over to our website, sanctus.institute, you can sign up for our almost monthly newsletter. And that way you can hear about things that we're doing that aren't just podcasts and videos. And just keep in touch with us a little bit better. So thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Okay. Yeah. Good. We uh, yeah. We did it. We did it. <laughs> we yeah. did it.